Hey guys, before we jump in, I want to invite you to follow me on socials. You can follow me on Twitter at what I will say pod, on Instagram at what I will say, also on TikTok at what I will say, and of course, what I will say.tumblr.com will take you to my blog where you can keep up with my day to day pop culture takes. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Just search what I will say to access hours upon hours of bonus content, our secret community Discord, and so much more. Or if the Patreon is not for you, you can give us a five star rating and a good review, or even just tell a friend about the show. All of those things help us out a lot. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What I Will Say. This is Cam, and I'm here to introduce the episode real quick. I just wanted to give a content warning. We make mention of Taylor's eating disorder that she struggled with during the 1989 era and talk about that a little bit, and Imp shares some of her personal experience around that area, too. So if you're sensitive to that kind of content, this might be the episode to skip. But with all that said, other than that, please enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What I Will Say. This is Cam, and I'm here with Imps. Hello. Imps, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I have my voice back. Yes. Gosh, you were so sick. It was so bad. I don't even know. It was, it was crazy. Never in my life, but um, on the upswing. Did you feel as bad as you sounded? Um, Only for one week, but the mm-hmm. voice thing's been lingering and like, you might be able to hear it like a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Last week I was fully in my Lindsay Lohan era. Um, <laughs> but before that, I mean, I sent you the voice notes. It was bad. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then I was like, yeah, that's fine. Take time off. You're sick. I don't care. And then you're like, no, but really? <laughs> and I heard that. I was like, oh my God, you poor angel. It was really, really <laughs> bad, but glad you're feeling better now. Um, Ems and I, this is going to be the second episode recording tonight. Cause we just went off on a nice long hour long rant for the, ba- the, for the Patreon guys. I will say the Patreon's kind of blowing up right now. We're kind of slaying on the Patreon. If you've always wanted to give it a try, but just been like, but do I, is it really, is it really worth $5 a month? Like, I think it is. It might not be, but I will say this isn't even what this is like three episodes ago, but we found some really new fun kind of goofy but also fucking awesome tea and if you've ever been like okay i'm gonna try that patreon one day there's a lot on it i'm gonna pay for it for one month and see how i like it but i need a really good reason to i feel like the episode that we just did called project windmill dash super fun update i think that's worth five dollars i actually think it might be worth more than five (laughs) dollars um it's nothing life-changing but it is like fun and interesting so just to like plug my own shit for a sec there, if you haven't given the Patreon a chance, Imps is laughing at me because I think she agrees. Um, uh, she's giving me a cheeky little smile. Like <laughs> the things this fandom finds, yes. the information we come across, like I'm honestly, it's not even down to me. It is the amazing community around this fandom that finds the most amazing shit and brings it to me. And I get to share it with you guys. Think about it. Give it a try. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I feel like if you if you've never have been on the Patreon, but you listen to this podcast religiously, you are missing out because our Patreon is the heart and soul of the podcast. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, we are back to the Kaler timeline today, where we last left off. Carly and Taylor had done a Whole Foods cookies ad in a Rolling Stone article, basically. Um, no, Car- Carly maybe had a room at Taylor's house, but was it also shared with Lena Dunham? What was going on there? The Whole Foods cookies. Um, if you haven't listened to our 12 Days of Kaler series, go back and start listening now because that's what we're jumping in to do. Part four, let's get to it. We are at September 17th, 2014, and this is halfway down a post. I'll post this blog post in the Discord, and of course, I'll be putting visual highlights on Instagram, But um, uh, if there are any. Um, but we are in September 17th, 2014, in the midst of the post... We're in the middle of the post. Things get messy is what this is called. So Carly and Taylor go out to lunch. I don't have much to say about this, except Carly looks cute. She is wearing a Letterman jacket and it is kind of mask and that's cute. Yeah. I was going to say like, they're very much leaning into like boyfriend, Carly and girlfriend, Taylor. Yeah. It's giving boyfriend, girlfriend a little bit. I will say that it's cute. I mean, I I will say that (laughs) next we get on September 19th. Taylor performs I Knew You Were Trouble, I Heart Radio Music Fest. Isn't it crazy that it's 2014 and she's still like drop performing, not dropping, but performing singles from Red because 1989 still not out yet. It's crazy. And Taylor's doing I, I, I Knew Your Trouble and she goes to the part and the, and the saddest fear comes creeping in. And it very much sounds like she says that she never loved me or her, or anyone, or anything. Comes creeping 
What's your take on this? First of all, let me ask. I'm trying to pull it up on my browser, but it's like just spinning. Um, is this the performance where she has like the pink, like glittery, yes. matchy set on? Okay. Yep. This is a very famous gif. Like if you're mm-hmm. in the the, the, the Gaylor, Kaler spaces and video clip, it to me looks like her mouth says she. Like the way that her teeth and her lip... It, it looks like a she, not a he. Um, mm-hmm. Am I a linguist, li- linguist, uh, mouth lip, lip reader? No, but mm-hmm. that's what it looks like to me. I will say there are times where I think Taylor has done like opposite pronouns on a song for a little gay moment. This one I struggle with, and it's not because it doesn't sound like she said she. It does. The audio, I'll insert it. She never loved me. Yeah, there, you just heard it. The audio very much sounds like that she never loved me. But the problem is, is that when you're singing, particularly like melodically, you're carrying consonants. You know, that's the point of singing. You're not speaking. You're not stopping. You're singing. You know, you're not singing. You're singing. I can't hit my high notes yet. You're making me jealous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, so when Taylor says that you never loved me, she does not say that you never loved me. She says that you never loved me. That okay. Ya, that okay. ya, that, that you never, that you never. And I do think the ch, that ya, the TH to the S to the, to the H sound that you, or sorry, the TH to the U sound that you could be changed to that ya, that ya, that she, that she had never loved me. And let's also remember that like, and like no hate, you know, but like, let's also remember she's singing around them big old veneers that she's got in her mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, it's just, if you sing that she never loved me, uh, uh, 200 times live. I mean, certainly that got was on the, um, red tour. How many performances that have not to mention that was the, you know, the, the big quick change. Um, she did it for the Grammys and maybe for the AMAs. she did that quite a few times where, um, she changes from her like Victorian love story dressed into her like gothic kind of bad girl short short booty shorts outfit. Um, <laughs> that performance she performed that thing a hundred times live. It's pos- you know I do think yeah, out of a hundred times you're gonna mispronounce something once or twice. Like that's just true. Also, and not to like talk it to death, but no, we can. It's also part of like the way, especially modern, like pop singers sing, they're like always messing with vowels and sounds. It's like, like the thing that comes to mind is like when Selena Gomez sings like good, good, the word good, I can't even mimic it, but it's like G U U D like you, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You've all heard it. Um, that they start to kind of just like run things together. Cause it like, that's what you do when you sing. Yeah. And it's also something like Ariana Grande is always getting kind of picked on for, I mean, she's amazing, but it's like, you know, um, it's a thing that happens when, when you sing. So, yeah. I mean, and pop singing is not like, you know, um, opera singing or, or like music, live musical, theater, theater, musical theater where you might, you might be trying to enunciate more because right. you're trying, you know, you're more trying to tell a story. You're trying to advance the plot with your music. Taylor doesn't have a plot to advance. She's just trying to sound, you know, and, 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 when she sings, she very, she sort of throws it away. And and by that, I mean, she makes this little motion with her face and she's like, that's yeah. Like she goes, I'm going to, I'll post this to the Instagram if I can, I might have to post it on itself. I don't know. I'll go to the Instagram. It's, this should be in our visuals in one player place or another at what I will say on Instagram. If you don't follow me better, I just feel like this is an instance where yes, in my ear balls, <laughs> in my ears, in my little ears. I do hear that she never loved me, but I can also lose my little brain and say that cha, cha to sha are very, very close sounds. And I do think it's possible it's either. And you kind of just got to pick what makes your heart happy. And I think a lot of people listening will say, no, she said that she, and I think if that makes your heart happy, fine. The undeniable one to me is I want her midnights. I was just going to say, how does this stack up for you for the, to the, I want her midnights. I think she says I want her midnights and I don't know why. 
except God, I think we have a whole series on Patreon about that there was like both Tilly and Toe at the same time. And she's like, well, I want to be with Lily at night, but Joe during the day, I'll be with you. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know why she said that I want her midnights, but I do think she said, I want her midnights. I mean, she did say, I want her midnights. Did she do it on purpose or not? I'm not sure. Freudian slip. (laughs) Yeah. It could be Freudian slip. Could be something she did to be like, yeah, I want her midnights too. Or it could be, you know, she just messed up her breathing. and was like, her you know, you know, I mean, just when you sing live, <laughs> yeah. I, I do, I sound so amazing and look so cool. <laughs> when you sing live, a lot can come out. You know what I mean? It's just, so who knows? Um, iconic Gaylor moment. So let's say she does say that she never loved me. What does that mean? Does this mean she's currently not in a great place emotionally? Um, because she's having trouble with Carly. Um, is she mad at Diana or, somebody a a random girl um i don't i don't know i i i feel like if i may um by september 2014 there's still in my my belief system um there was still a lot of um emotional baggage for diana so i if those you know if diana and her were more than friends and carly were her and her were more than friends at this time that there would be like, yeah, maybe she's got this massive crush on Carly and it's all new and exciting and magical, but we contain multitudes. So if, if this song, uh, because it was on the red album evokes Diana, whether the song is about her or not, I'm just saying that time period, maybe she was having a moment. She's like, you know what? Maybe she'll see this. So I'm going to say she, and she'll know I'm talking about her. Yeah. Or just she's thinking about any girl from the past or I don't know the timeline posits that it's to do with Carly. I don't think so. I think she and Carly are maybe not in a wonderful monogamous happy place because of how messy the summer was. But I just I think they're fine right now. I don't know. Like it's complicated. You know, I don't think it's about Carly. I I feel like I don't think it's about anybody. Really, honestly, sometimes you just like you want to sing a song. I yeah, don't know. sure. It could, it couldn't be that it could maybe not be that deep, but like, you know, in my head, I'm like, Oh, if Taylor's been singing about Carly since reputation, it reasons to stand. She was had some unfinished business emotionally with Diana in 2014. Right. So who knows what that was all about, but it definitely happened. And it is kind of iconic Gaylor moment. Uh, a couple days later, September 23rd, 2014, Carly talks about Taylor in an article for Vogue promoting her new brand deal with L'Oreal Paris makeup company. And, um, she gets asked about Taylor. They say, um, Carly's talking about being blonde. She says you have, it, it get it puts a little extra pep in your step. And the interviewer says, no doubt. It appears that your cut influenced the celebrity cloud too, including your friend, Taylor Swift. Has she taught you any good beauty tips? And Carly says she does a killer red lip. I'll give that girl credit. She can whip a red lip on like nobody else. It's amazing. Even if we're working out, she'll have a gorgeous, she'll have a gorgeous red lip on. She's not human. Um, so you know, they, they're asking many questions about Taylor. They go on to say, do you push her in the gym or does she push you? Who is more competitive? And Carly says, we're a good team because we kind of push each other just to get there, just to get to the door. It's important to have a good friend that challenges you, even if it's simply to get to the gym. I hate this because trigger (laughs) warning, but I just see that biking girl in the, you need to calm down music video. And that's sort of symptomatic of over-exercise and exercise while eating. Whoa, I just don't like like it. like having like a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Have you never heard that analysis? I've heard, I don't know, I wouldn't call it analysis, but I've heard the like discourse about them being a certain type of buddy. Um, I've never put that together. The biking girl? That's what I mean by analysis. Just that analyzing that bit of the music video yeah if the biking girl does represent carly because let's be real like it does favor her like it 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 does and she's like yeah eating while exercising which huh okay yeah i just that we push each other to go to the gym and i mean by taylor's own words i'm not speculating by taylor's own words she was exhibiting disorder eating during this time in her life and i just i'm not trying to blame carly because that's a complicated issue that's not carly's fault 
Carly has been, I'm sure, damaged by the modeling industry. I'm not saying she like maliciously did something bad to Taylor's mental health. I'm just saying together, you know. And, and uh, let me just speak as someone who who's been there, um, mm-hmm. especially at that age or early 20s. Um, nothing motivated me more to like stay skinny or get skinny than being around my other skinny friends. And it mm-hmm. was like a really toxic cycle. And like e- things were even said like, Oh, well, like behind my back, like, oh, well, if Emps wants to be the skinniest one now, fine. Like oh crazy. God. I'm sorry. Cuckoo bananas type shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not absolving myself of, of any of the behavior. Like I was just as toxic, but that someone who's experienced some of that, um, and you know, sorry, tr- trigger warning, even though uh, it's a little late. Um, uh, it, yeah, like Absolutely. I can totally see that. That's why, like, when you said that, I just kind of had an epiphany. I was like, holy shit. I can't I've always seen that bike register that never is registered to me, which actually probably means I've done some really good work, um, yeah. dismantling that in my mind, but yeah, <laughs> I've just always seen that bike to mean like just, just a disordered relationship with exercise and Carly and Taylor go to the gym together all the time. I mean, it's just, I'm not trying to like be cute or like, you know, it's just by Taylor's own words. She yeah. was suffering from disordered eating and behaviors during this time. And her, there's just this like, oh, we push each other to go to the gym. I hate it. It makes me sad for both of them. I'm not trying to villainize Carly because it's not Carly's fault. No, not at all. Carly it's, has it's, the same It's the industry. The, it's it, the industry. It's it, the public eye. It's our Western yeah. beauty standards established by the patriarchy. Exactly. That's neither of those girls' fault. So nothing against Carly in that. Like she's a victim too. It just feels like some of that, you know, who's more competitive in the gym. I hate that to know that Taylor's suffering from an eating disorder at this point. And like, these are the questions getting thrown at Carly. I hate that. Right. Um, so then they get asked who is better in the kitchen. Um, Carly says, I love to bake. I've always had a sweet tooth. My grand, she taught me how to bake my whole life, but cooking was never something I took, uh, the time to learn. I would rather have a cookie than make some complicated dinner, but Taylor is an expert chef. And they say, what's her, what's her signature dish? And Carly says, I'm vegetarian. I don't eat meat, but she makes a mean Brussels sprouts and cauliflower side dish that is tasty and grilled fish. She's chef boy RD. I just uh, had another, I, <laughs> when you said vegetarian, um, I think I've talked about this with you before, but back in 2013, I, I met Carly in New York and it was at a vegetarian restaurant. I didn't even like think about that because I didn't pick that. One of my friends did because I, I am not a vegetarian. But that's where I came across her. Um, what was the restaurant? Girl, I don't remember. It was something <laughs> in Chi- it was something in Chinatown. Okay, fair um, enough. And it was 2013, so uh, it was 10 years ago, <laughs> and I have no clue. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think that's all the questions about Taylor in this. But again, it's sort of like, uh, is this something orchestrated by Carly's team um, to like drive clicks? Is this just genuine questions the magazine asked, or is this like? more of the sort of PR of L'Oreal, new brand, new dealership. Let's make sure to get questions about Taylor in there. So the Swifties read it could be any, I think, I think you'd, I think, I think a keen eye would probably say, of course, you know, we're trying to get Swifty eyes on this. Right. So do you uh, think just like before, just real quick before we move on to that, do you think that if, if that was the case that like Taylor's team would have to approve like the interview questions beforehand? Well, I just wonder, did they even send them over to Carly's team and say, Hey, make sure they ask these. Like, I do feel like there was, there was a very much a team work between okay. the the public relations teams Got it. Um, during this time. Then again, I mean, it's Taylor Swift. Everybody wants to ask questions about her. Like you said, she's never bad for business. So no. who could know for sure? Um, okay. Next we get a very, very, very interesting Gaylor moments. Taylor covers Riptide, keeps the female pronouns, and she also says, I wanted to know what it'd be like if a girl sang it, but then she keeps the female pronouns. She doesn't switch it to a male um, love interest in the song. So this is kind of an iconic uh, Gaylor moment. If you haven't watched it, pop over to the Instagram. I'll put it up. But um, she she covers this song. So here's the problem. There are some looks and vibes in which Carly looks a lot like Michelle Pfeiffer. And of course, the line of the song, a line that Taylor giggles as she sings it, closest thing to Michelle Pfeiffer that I've ever seen. So what's really fun is Carly 
um, you can put together some looks and they look very, very similar. Here's the problem though. We get all Gaylor about it just to show every perspective. Of course, Diana Agron had just recently, like a year before, come out with a movie where she plays Michelle Pfeiffer's daughter. So it's just like the thing about Gaylor and the thing about all these online conspiracy theories is that like, you know, I remember when uh, Betty came out and everybody was like, Carly Elizabeth Kloss. Betty is a nickname for uh, Elizabeth. Carlos Elizabeth Kloss. I was like, okay, but what about Liz Hewitt? Her name's literally Elizabeth. She not Betty. Okay. How about um, Diana, who was called a Betty Davis lookalike or like uh, um, a Betty Davis, like incarnate by Ryan Murphy and also um, called herself Elizabeth Taylor quite a lot. Um, is that not like, is she an Elizabeth? Like, and it's just any girl Taylor's been linked to, you know, you can make a Betty out of. So it's just sort of like, is the Michelle Pfeiffer line to do with Carly? Is the Michelle Pfeiffer line to do with Diana? Is it just to do with Michelle Pfeiffer? Does Taylor want to fuck her? I don't know. But um, <laughs> Taylor even, ha- uh, Diana was talking about having the Red Album and was like, the cat were listening party for the Red Album. Um, she tweeted when it came out and was like, you know, the French love it too. We're listening with the cast or whatever. So like Michelle Pfeiffer was on that cast. And then actually when Folklore came out or Evermore, one of the two, Michelle Pfeiffer was posting to Instagram like, oh my God, love you, Taylor. And then everybody was like, oh my God, Diana turned her on to Taylor back in the Red days. So it's sort of like Michelle Pfeiffer connection to Diana, but Michelle Pfeiffer very much could look like uh, Carly. So it's just, that's a fun moment. If I had to guess... Where I'm at right now is I would say it's either just like Taylor likes the line and giggled or it's about Carly, I think, given the timeline. This is one of those, I just like to keep people guessing, but this is one of those moments for me where where like, where I'm like, oh, 90% of the songs on Midnight's are about Carly, but then the line and hits different, but like, I slur your name to someone puts me in a car and I'm like, no, like that. You, You don't like it. That's no, Ims, that's the best character that's ever come out. I know. And like, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I, I'm vibing with it, but, but, but it's not like that to me doesn't like get me in the bones, like the fucking Daisy. Right. I don't know why I can't explain it, but like this cover, this has always been like a huge part, you know, of the Gaylor and Kaylor space. And I'm just always have been like, Yes, there are those pictures that the the Kalers like to post where Carly looks almost identical to Michelle Pfeiffer. And like, sure, mm-hmm. there is one where it's like, There's, oh, yeah. damn, that's the same woman. You, there it, is exactly. One. I know exactly which one you're talking about. You should yep. you should put that in the Instagram um, if people need to see it. But but like this cover, it's like it's it's like, yeah, sure. But but then to me, I'm like, I take a step back and I'm like, this song for people who are out and about and remember was inescapable at this time period it was like one of the most popular songs um and it's a great song so it's like does she just want to cover it and then there was just like that little line it's like cute and kind of connects or like would she have covered it regardless if it had the Michelle Pfeiffer line in it I don't know I don't know why I'm like weird with this kind of stuff but I'm like yeah sure maybe um I don't know and it's like iconic it's like iconic in the fandom and I'm like eh I'm trying to read. There's one other possibility that's very straight and I'm not crazy about, but just to show the whole picture, some people link her to Vance Joy, the guy who wrote the song. Some people think, oh, there's a flirtation going on between them. And he's like answered questions about her. And I feel like he's supported her music. He was a support act on 1989 tour. So she certainly liked him for that. You know, he's like thanked her for having her on that, having him on that tour. So it's like, was what did she sing the song because she knew he was going to be part of the tour and honestly if i'm realistic that seems like the most likely or or did she sing the song so he would become part of the tour? right was she trying to catch his eye was there a strategy because again like i'm pretty sure you were like old enough in 2014 but like this song was everywhere everywhere like it, it and like i'm sure if you were not old enough to be out and about by yourself like you still heard it but like I'm telling you this song played in every bar every restaurant in the grocery store in CVS I mean it's a great song so it's like it reasons to stand that like with its popularity I mean this 
the same way we talked about Taylor doing certain strategies um, in her music videos to get more clicks and views. Foot fetishist, foot fetishist <laughs> theory. It's on the Patreon, live on the Patreon now. Is, is this is this a strategy of like this is the most popular song out right now? Everybody can't get enough of Vance Joy. I had 1989 even dropped yet in September uh, in the early October. It comes out October 27th. So it it also could just be good for business. Yeah, it could just be good for business. We have to remember, like, at the end of the day, if there's a capitalist reason for Taylor doing something, that trumps the gay reason. And also could be everything. Could be exactly. like, it could, okay, maybe she sang the song because it was everywhere and she wanted to catch Vance Joy's eye and in, entice him to be on the tour or entice him to work with her in some way. Taylor does that. I feel like just briefly. And also because it could have, she's like, Carly does look like Michelle Pfeiffer. It could exactly. be all Could she things. have like giggled because then she was like, oh, that's so funny. That's such a coincidence. I was going to sing this song anyway, but also is it talking about my girl? Right. It could be both. Also, I feel like Taylor feels like when she wants to collaborate or work with somebody who is not like Max Martin or a pop person, she feels like she has to prove herself to them. I've I mean, always gotten that like vibe of like, you know, she really wants to be accepted by more serious musicians, your yeah. Aaron Desners. And then like, you know, when she does uh, interviews with like that guy from the Beatles, God, I sound that bad. guy from the Beatles. What's his name? I don't like the Beatles. Paul McCartney. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you like Paul McCartney, that one. I just know like some of them are dead. <laughs> some of them are not, you know, I just, which one did Taylor work with? It's, it doesn't come to the top of my head. Uh, now there, you want there's to talk about- our- there's our generational split right there. No, no, it's not even generational because like <laughs> I will talk about Patty Harrison all day that Taylor did an interview with Patty is the muse of Layla and other love songs, Eric mm-hmm. Clapton. Now she was married to George Harrison and the most interesting muse ship and uh, love triangle spelled out in music is Patty. Um, and Taylor did an interview with her. I know all about that. I just don't care about the Beatles. Um, <laughs> you don't have to care about the Beatles. <laughs> everybody else does for me, right? It's fine. I just don't like the music. Anyway. Neither here nor there. I feel like Taylor tries to prove herself. So I feel like if she was going to ask Vance Joy, who is more of an indie kind of a, you know, just not quite a pop musician, she was going to like, she might have said, let me do a cover and like, you know, show my voice on it and show that I can strip things down and be a little more serious. And especially like just getting ready to leave the red era, Taylor, right? Because nobody knew. I mean, okay. The the, the general population didn't really know what she was working with or what she would become at this time. This is when I still was like, fuck this bitch. And I remember being, I was on a family vacation. Um, when did this album come out? October, October 27th. 27th. Okay. It, it was like October, November, maybe it was around the holidays. My family, we went on a vacation and I was with my husband. He came with us and my brother, he's younger than me, but not, not terribly. So he's probably about your age. And we were at the resort in Puerto Rico on our vacation. And my, my husband and I were like, Oh, let's go to the, the, get get a pina colada at the, like the, the, the swimming. My brother was like, no, I'm going to go walk on the beach and listen to the new Taylor Swift album. Oh my God. And I was like, you loser. I was like, get out of here. Get out of here. And I like shoot him away. Um, so that's where I was with Taylor yeah. at this point in time. <laughs> you want to hear it since we're like talking album memories. Okay. Like I remember 1989 came out and I was really happy. I was like, Oh my girl. Like I had always had a thing for Taylor. Like, you know, newer in the country days was in the deep South enough to pick up on that, even though I wasn't crazy about country music, um, like some of it, but, and I've told the story before, but bear with me. It's just, it, it is just such an important moment. I remember I was at my office building. I worked for a big company back then in Nashville and I was taking, I did a lot of lunch walking, like to get out for an hour and walk, just move around a little. And I put the album on and I remember being like, this girl, this girl, she's, she has done this pot transition so well. This album's so good. And I loved it. And I was walking around. I remember the leaves crunching under my feet. I have a very visceral memory of this and how you get the girl came on. And I was like, is this about a girl? I was like, hold up. And I texted my ex who I was friendly with at the time. Um, and I was like, bro, I think Taylor, cause she'd like Taylor too. I was like, I think our girl's like kind of gay. Like, I think this song's about a girl. And she was like, nah, you're crazy. I wish, I wish I could like find what I said. It's too long ago. I'm sure. <laughs> but like, she's like, no, nah, you're crazy. Like, don't be silly. Like it's Taylor. And I was like, you're so right. But I heard how you get the girl. And I was like, 
And then, you know, what is she talking about this girl that she wants to be with like girl. And that was my first Gaylor moment and I buried it, but I was onto something there. I you do were, fully you believe were. If you now. only knew what was to come. Yeah. And, and I, I will never forgive myself for being like such a twerp because I had no idea what was on that album. No idea. And then like, you know, I heard the radio singles, whatever, whatever. But until Reputation was released and I had listened to that album, like really sat with that album, I've never heard Out of the Woods. I literally never like heard that song in full. Like anything that wasn't a huge radio single, like Blank Space, Shake It Off, I hadn't even heard. And so when I finally, like when I became a Taylor fan, I like, went backwards through her catalog. Right. Like, and, and so when I listened to 1989, I remember I texted my friend and I was like, I'm so sorry that I was like sleeping on this. What it, what an absolute idiot. Better, better late than never. I know it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, anyway, <laughs> that, that album's about to come out. Um, she has this thing about Harry sending Taylor 1,989 roses, but that didn't actually happen until November 17th. It's in, it's dated in here wrong, but it was, Harry said that it wasn't true, but, um, October 21st, Taylor posts a picture and it has, um, Carly and Austin in it. And she's has some, I have the picture here. They're like standing in front of like a horse mural. It will be on the Instagram, but she says Carly is a friend who feels like family. And then that's sort of like her hanging out with Austin, like, okay, that's cool. Um, you know, Austin is like a weird character in the Taylor Swift universe, but, um, (laughs) you know, is this romantic? Is this authentic friendship? Could be either. It's a friend who feels like family, especially given Taylor's love them like a brother, all that stuff, you know, all the, all the trust him like a brother yeah. stuff. And then later again, words of a sister, but then like Swifties want to be like, see, she only saw her as a sister. And it's like, she sees Joe as her brother. So it's like, that's just where Taylor goes. Literally sits around and calls Joe her brother or trust him like a brother. That's <laughs> right. ostensibly about Joe. She's dating him. Taylor has brought brother talk, sibling talk onto the table. That's her fault. That's not us. Um, <laughs> like, you know, anyway, and then she called Carly her sister. So it's just like, oh, meh, meh. so that's fun. But um, yeah, friend who feels like family, that is like that intense, you know, whatever. Now it is October 27th and 1989 gets released. Carly promotes the release on Instagram and Carly and Taylor go out for lunch together that day. And this guy takes this selfie with them. So Carly and Taylor are, um, are out. This guy's a hero. Yeah, he <laughs> is. Um, Carly and Taylor are out at lunch and there's a picture that proves it. And now we get to a bit of a conspiracy theory. Um, Josh posts a picture, a throwback, uh, to their vacation to Burma. Carly regrams it. There is a Kaler theory that Josh posted a picture, a throwback of them in Burma, but trying to act like it was like current day. The Kaler theory is like, oh, 1989 came out and that was a really important day for monogamous girlfriends, Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift. So Carly's beard had to like run interference. But we know they weren't in Burma because somebody took a picture of them together. Now, the thing is, is like, they're not trying to hide anything. Like it's, I don't think it's like trying to be a sneaky throwback. It's just a throwback. It's just a later gram. Also, like, I'm sorry, but you will never convince me that like billionaire Joshua Kushner- gives a fuck at any point in time would be like yes i'm gonna help run interference like fuck off like i'm sorry he even even if even if he is is a a gay man and only into men and carly is a beard he still doesn't give a shit about helping taylor swift i'm sorry like he just doesn't really agree (laughs) but the other thing is like there's this narrative that like, yeah, it's a secret Kaler lunch that happened on a very special day because the album came out and Josh had to cover for it. But like he comments on Carly's post, she reposts it and he makes comments on the post about like, hey, we had a good time. We had a good time. Not we're having the time of our lives right now. He talks about it in past tense. So it's just like a throwback. Now, am I remembering correctly? There's not a note about this, but I'm a, am I remembering correctly that like, 
one of the Kloss sisters was like, hope you guys are having fun or something as a comment on it. Hey guys, it's Cam during the edit. Um, I just wanted to let you know, yes, Kimby did post a comment that said something like, have fun. Um, I think she just didn't know where they were or what they were doing. Or she meant to say, like, I bet you guys had fun or something. Because yes, Josh does comment there. We had a great time. He's not trying to say that this is their current day. So I think it was just a misunderstanding on Kimby's part or Kimby's just dumb, which we already knew that. Even in my like heyday uh, of, of, of Kaler isms, I, I couldn't, I couldn't expand my universe into a lot of what the Claw sisters were doing. I just, I just couldn't. And as you never, ever should, because those girls are trouble, particularly Kimby. Kimby, come on the pod. Um, (laughs) So I really don't, I think this is just like Josh posted a cute throwback because he likes photography and he probably took this picture and it just happened to be on a day where Carly and Taylor got shown. But like, if you look at like the iceberg of Gaylor Swift conspiracy theories, like Burma is on there. That's Burma. Now, to me, it's stupid because Josh is literally commenting like, yeah, we had a great time on that trip we took. Not right right now. Right. Right. So he's not trying to hide anything. So that is when 1989 comes out. We've talked about some of the songs on that album. We'll keep discussing them as they like come up. But like, are some of them about Carly? Your Wildest Dreams? Your uh, You Are In Loves? Your what else is maybe about I Know Places on that album? We've talked about all of that. So um, great album. (laughs) Um, Okay. On October 29th, um, Carly and Taylor go and watch the Knicks play. Now, this is the famous, they're drinking beer out of plastic cups, which I think is so funny that it's just like, of course they are. Because like every Taylor lyric has to have like a public moment backing it up or it doesn't count. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. now that song says up on the roof with plastic or up on the roof with a schoolgirl crush drinking beer out of plastic cups. So I feel like. Well, they're not on a roof, but um, there it is. You know, people like to point to that line and say, those are the plastic cups. Uh, Maybe they are. I feel like maybe not. I don't know. Um, But there is a lot of really cute moments. So, but there's like a PR angle to this too. Let's talk about the PR and then let's talk about the cute girlfriend stuff because there's both. So um, Carly is super into sports um, and uh, basketball. She and Josh enjoy that together. Um, and she has been photographed like you know um like at every sporting out. event ever yeah and also doesn't josh own part of the memphis grizzlies now yeah so like yeah. that's a pro basketball team like carly likes her basketball um and you know there there's celebs like go out and watch basketball games a lot so they can um, be seen like sitting yeah it's to be seen sit courtside now here's what's important to know is that taylor was recently announced as the global welcome ambassador to new york city and she got criticized for it so let's look at this this is on cnn's like travel blog they say better new york city ambassadors than taylor swift so taylor swift will be welcoming you to new york for the next year but many of the city's residents are already wishing that the megastar had just stayed in nashville I think you mean L.A., but Taylor Swift. What about Jennifer Lopez, Jay-Z, or even Jerry Seinfeld? Named the city's first global welcome ambassador for its Welcome to New York campaign, she has a song of the same name. Swift is attracting criticism as a carpetbagger. She bought a $19.9 million apartment in Manhattan's Tribeca neighborhood this year. It's not exactly the act of a struggling artist from elsewhere, inspired by Frank Sinatra to roll the dice on the city that never sleeps, or even a local girl from the Bronx riding up the six train to make it into Manhattan. Her lack of New York tenure led many to question why she's qualified to define New Yorkisms like the bodega, the stoop, and how to, stay, how to say Houston Street. Um... Did I say it right? I think I did. Houston. I think so. I think so. Houston Street. I also want to go on to say Taylor apparently picked a latte as the food of choice for the city. Um, And then they said, yes, we all know New York lattes, maple ones hold a special significance for Taylor, but a latte is not like a slice of pizza or a bagel or a pickleback, which is to say not a quintessentially or even overtly New York food stuff. Like this is so stupid. And this really just kind of shows some of the bullshit criticism she's had to put up with. Like it's literally the city that never sleeps a coffee drink. Fine. Like in my defense, it was shit like this at the time that was brainwashing me into not liking Taylor Swift. Right. Cause this, this was like the conversation, like, unless you were a Swifty, um, most people, like, I, I can't really think of anyone that I knew personally 
that was like, if you weren't already a Taylor Swift fan from the beginning, um, you didn't just like jump on board, especially in like, I'm sure there are people that did, but like this era was like, I know a lot of people say that like the hashtag Taylor Swift is over party 2016 was like the Taylor Swift takedown era. No, I disagree. I think it was the 1989 era. Like, uh, and I, where I live, the city I lived in, I, I knew a lot of like service industry people and like nightlife people, like bartenders, club owners, DJs, things like that. And like, nobody was having Taylor Swift. Like it was like in the culture, it was really bizarre. Yeah. But like, so the problem is, is Taylor Swift has been named as the ambassador or whatever to New York. And there's literally multiple articles because this article is quoting other articles that this is not good. So right. then it's sort of like, what do you do? Well, you go to a New York sporting event with a longtime New Yorker. Now, Carly's not a born and bred New Yorker, but she has lived in New York at this point for five, six, seven years. Like she basically moved up there in her teens. Yeah, right? I think she moved. I think she moved moved there when she was like 15. So it's seven years at this so point. So we're going, yeah, we're like pushing towards a decade at this point with her. Right. And you know, so Taylor is trying to, um, just gain, you know, get some good headlines about Taylor supporting a New York basketball team. Also, if you watch the New York dance, the Knicks dancers, like this wasn't like Taylor, like, and Carly, like lesbian date night, like, babe, what do you want to do tonight? Oh, let's go down to the Knicks. This was like a planned PR event. The New York Knicks dancers, um, did like a dance to welcome to New York. Like you can watch it. It's like kind of uncomfortable. I don't know. This, her <laughs> music is not meant for like dancer girls to dance to in this era, but <laughs> it comes off. It's like, this is a PR engagement. And Carly came because she is like, no, she's one of us guys. Like Carly was a New Yorker at that point, she's, you know, famous model, famously rooted in New York. And she's always been like, I'm a New Yorker. New York's my home. Like that's a big part of Carly's. Right. Brand. That is a right. big part of Carly's brand. So, um, yeah, this is a PR engagement. Now, all that said, you know, this isn't maybe like, baby, should we run down to the basketball game? Like spur of the moment. Okay, it's not that. But all the same, there's some very cute moments. So the two that stand out to me is there's a moment where Taylor is like looking at Carl, like saying something like anxious or acting anxious. And you can see Carly lean over and go, relax. And Taylor goes, I'll try. So that's cute that Carly is comforting Taylor through her anxiety. The other cute moment is that they hold hands and walk and they leave the arena together. Or maybe they're arriving. I'm not sure, but there's some great pictures of them holding hands. I'll try and get all of this onto the Instagram. Um, very cute couple, very cute girlfriend yeah. moments, despite and, and, it being somewhat a PR engagement. Yeah. And I, that's why where I, I, I will say that I think it's both, right? right. Like, I don't know if I'll go so far as to say this is like a legit date night because how are we to know? But mm -hmm. it's for sure PR, but also like Taylor's nervous. Her friend is comforting her or maybe it's her girlfriend comforting her, but Taylor's like latching onto her for comfort and security. And like Carly is providing that and it's really cute and it's really sweet. Yeah, it's very, it's very natural. Yeah, to me, like whether it's just like besties or more than that, like regardless, like it transcends mediums. It's genuine. Right. And then those are moments like you go back on different big name Taylor Sw Swifty blogs, some of whom have me blocked now, but that's their problem. Um, and you like look back for like if you search the word sunshine or like Carly. If you go back to like 2014, 2015, they loved her. Cause they could all tell, even if you didn't pick up that there's perhaps romantic undertones, um, everybody loved Carly. And it was cause it's really cute stuff like this that like, relax, I'll try. That's so cute. That's so genuine. That's such a tender sort of gentle, like, you know, I just, like, I think it's a sweet moment. It is. And like Taylor coming into this event, into this game with she knows all the articles that have been written. She knows mm -hmm. what, what, what the, the, that's why hardcore, she needed to relax. Yeah. She knows what the hardcore New Yorkers are like. There is, this is a high stakes appearance for her. Yeah, it is weirdly, but it is, it is. And people, people want to just 
forget all of that and just be like, oh, look, they're like holding hands. They're in love. Maybe, but there's so much more to it than that. And, and, and we forget and, and that's why we're doing this uh, timeline. But yeah, this was, this was high stakes, high anxiety, high emotions for Taylor to be like, I bet you Taylor in her little anxiety brain was like, this is it. This is make or break it. If I can't win him over, I got to move. I got to leave New York. You know, it's probably what she was going through in the moment. Yeah. Um, so what we have next, and this may be what we have to end on. Let's see how long we spend on this. Cause we're getting into like a cracked out, very <laughs> funny theory. Okay. So it's Halloween. It's October 31st, 2014. Um, Carly posts a throwback picture of herself in from 2012 that Josh took. You can see him in the background taking it in a reflection. It's kind of a cool picture. Um, and she also posts a post to Instagram and it is Carly's Nike shoes, which by the way, she's hawking. Like this isn't, you know, this is part, she's trying to sell Nike shoes. She's brand ambassadoring. Yeah. She's ambassadoring here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says heart KK. And she tags Josh in it, but she also tags Nike and Zilver, whatever that is, I assume a shoe brand or a designer and Nike women in her shoes. And um, she she says KK hearts like Nike and like maybe the designer or something. Wait, is it heart KK or is it J heart KK? Well, it's hard to tell, but there's other pictures of this that we're going to have to go find. So um, if you later year she posts the picture the one that we have here you can't see i'll go find it and put it on the instagram though um you can see it says j heart kk now there is like a weird theory let me see if i can find it i know exactly what you're talking about i watched i watched this i watched this come to fruition in real time i always thought that that this was just like so bizarre and like not rooted in any like reality like at all basically there's pictures where you can see that the cement says j hearts kk it's like j heart emoji it's just not an emoji it's drawn into cement what has the internet done to me kk (laughs) now like there's this tinfoil hat kayla theory that it used to say ts hearts kk and that they ripped up pavement to change the ts to a j you can tell there has been like some changes to the pavement. Like I, I guess <laughs> because New York city gives yeah, a famously, shit. <laughs> like, I don't know, but it's just like, there is this weird, there is this weird um, theory that it used to say TS hearts KK. And then I guess the idea is Josh paid to have the TS removed and have a J put in into New York pavement. The one thing, the one thing that I've always known about new, I mean, I've had family members that have lived there for like a lot of my life, but like just the culture and like, like the one thing about New York city, at least until like recently, nobody there gives a fuck about a famous person. They do. They literally do not give a shit like Mm -hmm. nobody. And, and the culture is as such as like, you're in the coffee shop and you're sitting next to like Jake Gyllenhaal. Like you don't acknowledge it. Like, right. and, and like, I'm sure there's people that do and they break those rules, those like unwritten rules or whatever you want to call them or like tourists and stuff. But like, I, I, I don't know. Like my, my friends and family, again, have lived there certain people for most of my life. And like, of course they know I love celebrities. So like, oh, I just saw so-and-so or, hey, I was sitting beside so-and-so at coffee. But like, I never get a picture. I never get an autograph because they would never dare. Right. Like cross that line. And like, I'm sorry. Like it just, if it's not like advantageous to the city to be doing something where a celebrity is involved and there are plenty of moments where there are, they're not, well, that's not up. the theory though. The theory no, is that the theory is that Taylor and Carly wrote that in the cement, that TS hearts KK at some point, And then Josh had it changed, which is the most just ridiculous. Like it's that's- just, it's That's just so silly. It's I mean, the- of all the, of all, and like, and people that come up with that stuff, I would, I will boldly say this. You've never been to New York. Yeah. I mean, of all the pavement and all the graffiti and all of the, d- d- w- like, are you kidding me? Are yeah. you kidding? 
Yeah. Get a get a grip. <laughs> so the way I know about this story is because I was in like a discord with some people and I'm, I'm not going to name names or anything, but there was like this big meme of like, I'm going to buy cement and go cover up the J. Fuck him. Of course, they never did that. But like, that was like the meme for a while of like, it's just funny. It, it's just like, everybody thinks, oh, it had to have said TS. But it's just and, like, there's and, no reason yeah. to believe that. There's no evidence that it ever did. And Carly, I know, has gone back to that same spot like year over year, like yeah. take a picture and like, yeah, you can tell that the the, the slab, the concrete slab was like redone at some point. It's interrupted piece of, like pieces of them is interrupted. It's a good way right. To because it's like it's like, you know, if you have a, a, a concrete block of a sidewalk, what we're referencing spanned across two blocks so like the the divider of yeah. the, the the concrete was down the middle so like yeah at some point one of those pieces had to be replaced but right for like because the city said so not, not, because, not because like josh kushner paid to make a ts hearts kk go away and i mean if he did i mean i guess he could really he could i don't fucking know but i mean just billion, like, a billionaire certainly could like pull that I, it's just like yes. there's no reason to think it ever said ts there's not like an old picture where it says ts there's not like an old like you know, an old stoop man says, well, 20 years ago, <laughs> said TS. Yeah. like I haven't seen a J around here in 20 years. Like, you know, like, um, it's just, it's silly. <laughs> it's just another conspiracy theory. That's like, has no hard evidence except sure. It's possible. Like we, we recently ranted about just now on, uh, on the Patreon about like late stage Kalerism and what it's doing the fandom. And I've actually done two episodes on it now, just because it's a lot going on right now, but it's sort of just like, sometimes the the only evidence some of these shipper situations have is like it's technically possible right like sure like sure it's it's technically possible that like carly and taylor have a secret baby that is being covered up by a beard like that's possible within the realm of like it's physically possible like it could like it could it's it doesn't break the laws of physics right yes it's technically possible that something said it like used to say different letters on the sidewalk but like, there's no reason to think it did. It's just like possible within the realm of like, yeah, it could, it could have said something different. But on the in- infinite, infinite timelines that right. we like span across. It's right. like, yeah, I could also, I could be an astronaut one day. It's not that's too late. like physically possible. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's it's within the realm of possibility. It's like a lot of that stuff is like Larry too. Like, yeah, it's physically it's possible, but it, like it doesn't make sense. It's it's the fine line between possible and plausible. Like right. and those few probable. letters. Yeah. The, yeah. And then probable. So much of what's going on right now is people take things that are possible and just because they're possible, they say they're probable. Right. And that is like the biggest pro- problem we face as a fandom right now. But anyway, I feel like we've been going for about an hour. Um, okay. So on November 3rd, the Kushners are out at a charity event. Josh is there solo. So Carly still isn't welcomed in the family. That's no big surprise. Um, but then three days later on November 6th, Josh Lee, uh, Josh and Carly both post the same photo from Carly's DR event. So again, we have Josh accompanying Carly to her work stuff, but Carly not accompanying Josh. Now that is not what you would do with a beard. Um, it is what you would do with a girlfriend you were embarrassed of because she's an underwear model. And because your mom said, absolutely because, not. Because your mom's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a couple of days later, October 11th, Josh and Carly go to a book launch together. Okay. November 11th, Carly and Josh go to a book launch together. And then on November 12th, the next day, Car- Carly and Taylor get papped together in New York City. Again, this is, we have some boyfriend Carly looks. I really think this is cute. I think this is when they went shopping and this is when they went to like an Ulta or like a makeup store or something. And it was right after like Ulta did like a brand deal with like Victoria's Secret perfume. And this is where you can very, very explicitly, very, very explicitly see that the paps are there ready and waiting for them by the dozen. This is, and then, they've called the paps on themselves. At this is this, are these the pictures where Carly has on the like plaid shirt? Yes. Okay, this is and this is so funny too because they act like so bothered. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, we're just trying like, to shop uh, uh, at Sephora. Y'all called these, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's Sephora. It's great. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah it's great because because it's like it's it's so obviously set in advance, but then they're acting all like, what in the world? We're just trying to pick <laughs> up nail polish. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. what are you guys doing? And I yeah. lo- and I love this era because I know. Without a doubt, I, if I, if I even like, oh my God, I probably would evaporate into like excited dust. But if I got to like be one of them or do, I would be eating this shit up. 
Like I would be loving it, but Oh, whatever you want me to do. Like, Oh, why are you here? You know, like I would be so, so I would just think I was so cool. I would just be so into this. (laughs) So we definitely have Carly, a boyfriend, Carly looking very handsome. I will say, I love this look on her. And, um, but they very, they very, very obviously call the paps on themselves. So again, how secret is your relationship? If you're consistently calling the paps on yourselves? That's just the question I have, right? So it's just like, what is actually at play here? Um, And then we have November 19th. This is where we're going to leave it. Um, The Kaler Vogue Best Best Friends photo shoot um, out at Big Sur is shot. That actually happened in November. Now it's not going to come out for a few months. But what's interesting is that various reports later surfaced suggesting that Josh was spotted on set. So did Josh come along because, hey, just traveling with my girlfriend on a work trip? Did he come along because he was suspicious and jealous? Did he come along to chauffeur? Um, do, do we know if if the the photo shoot, which we know was obviously on location at Big Sur, the best best friends video, do we know if those were happened in the same place at the same time because I when I read this I I wonder like does this mean and maybe you know but like does this mean Josh was like literally in Big Sur or does this mean Josh was on set like in New York City on the best best friends video thing at Vogue headquarters this was the Vogue photo shoot because I think the best best friends video got shot later I misspoke I guess I should have said like the Vogue photo shoot Okay. Best Best Friends video came in tandem with it. So sometimes I call it the Best Best Friends photo shoot uh, because that's like language they used around that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I believe the Best Best Friends video actually gets filmed a, a couple weeks later. I think we'll get to that in the timeline. Okay, so, so this Josh means- Josh was out in California with them. Got if it. this rumor is true, remember, okay. this is hearsay. This is just a rumor. Got it. But it's kind of like a very specific rumor. It seems like- And the like, thing why? Is, is like, nobody gossips about Josh Kushner. Right. Nobody so cares like, about him. The only not, people who care about him is Kaylers. And you're not going to think about him. And there's like, oh, I saw Joshua Kushner here. Right. Or I saw Carly's boyfriend. What's his he's name? Not a oh, name. Josh Kushner. Right. right. He's not a name. He's not like saying like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio was there. Like that's right. a name that you would like. Yeah, I might fudge that because it's a cool rumor. There's right. no reason to lie about Josh Kushner being somewhere. Like, oh, right. I met Carly's birthday. No. What's his name? Josh. Yeah, like, I Carly's, agree. Carly's boyfriend was at the photo shoot. What was uh, that guy, Josh? I don't know. So I'm inclined to believe this rumor that said there's literally no proof. It's just a rumor that came out. So, well, it also says in the timeline, like now Josh is about to post a bunch of big, big sir pictures. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that actually, there is some hard evidence. Josh, you know, at around this time posted a bunch of pictures in Northern California, like big sir area. Um, so it's just like, you know, why was Josh there? Does this prove his dedication to Carly and their real relationship and debunk Kaler? Or does this suggest that Josh was jealous and suspicious of Carly and Taylor going off on their own and actually support Kaler? Could be either. Could also just be like, whatever, he wanted to take a road trip. Um, and it's an interesting, and it just shows like in a fandom space and also in like areas where you're like, I don't know, converting, like interpreting like religious texts or stuff. You can really just take anything and make it support any argument you want. A hardcore Hitler could be like, nothing was going on. Her boyfriend was there. A hardcore Kaler could be like, obviously he was suspicious. He knew there was something together. He was trying to stop it, but they wouldn't be stopped. They would love, (laughs) you know, it's just, you can, you can do, you can do either or with it. So with that said, um, I think we're going to leave it here. Guys, you guys tell me, do you want longer pod episodes? So we like crank through it faster. I like doing them kind of short and just keep it coming because they're fun to do, you know, um do you want do you want us to like skip over boring parts of the timeline i actually feel like everything that we start talking about is interesting but um do you want me to do like a couple kayla episodes and then a different episode because you know we can do that you guys tell me how you want us to keep this content coming we're going to keep it coming it's just a matter of i have fully committed to finishing this timeline it's just a matter of how long do you guys want it to be on the pod send some anons or like dm me on instagram whatever you want to do i'm interested to hear like how you guys want your pod delivered because at the end of the day this is for you guys but um amps any closing thoughts on this segment of the timeline you know, we didn't cover no. much time, but I feel like we talked about a bunch of really important moments. No, I agree. This is this is like what you refer to as like peak Kaler, right? And, and it is. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm just excited because, you know, just like sneak peek, um, the next episode, we're going to kick off with the 2014 American Music Awards. And wow, is that a doozy. So iconic. um, Looking forward to that. The first bit of Gaylor like analysis I ever wrote was about that night. Nice. Um, Oh, I can't wait to hear more about it. Kissgate is right around the corner. Right around the corner, guys. Right around the corner. Yeah, it's November 2014. We're one month away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we're going to hit that soon. And then I think we might get to roll sooner because like I think Carly and Taylor stopped hanging out as much once um, Taylor moved out to California or like. I feel like we're getting to certain places in the timeline where they're spending less time together in 2015 and Calvin comes in the picture. So we'll have some analysis there. Just get excited. It stays, it's going to stay good. So yeah. Um, yeah. with all that said, uh, please stay safe in 2023, please. Um, oh, I thought of a good one. <laughs> I thought of a good one and now I can't think of it. Please get vaccinated if you're not. Please get your booster shots if you if you haven't, if you can, in 2023. And Gaslight Gay Key Girl Boss and? Live, laugh, lurk. Bye, everybody. Bye.